All right, welcome back to Conti Forum. Kelly Rink here in Chestnut Hill, Mass. The score at the end of one. No score between Merrimack and Boston College. It is game one of the Hockey East quarterfinals. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure that you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Well, very pleased to bring in our first guest here in his first intermission here, Andy Powers from Boston College Radio. And, uh, Andy, first of all, that first period, uh, some up-and-down action there. Uh, maybe looked like a uh, bit of the rust, shaking off the rust for Boston College. Joseph Wall, probably the story of that first period, as he stopped all 11 shots, faced his way while Merrimack outshot BC 11-2. to Well, that's one of the things that, you know, when you, you have that bye week, it's, you know, rust or rust. And I thought BC, you know, they did a good job in that first period. I thought Merrimack took the game to BC, to be quite honest. I thought uh, Merrimack looked a little bit more fresh. Uh, Merrimack's game plan coming in was pretty obvious that they're going to take away the neutral zone and BC's team speed. So Merrimack did a great job in that first 20 minutes. Hopefully BC kind of gets that rust off and and comes back and, and plays a little faster in the middle frame. It's been a while since we've seen you guys. Uh, back at the end of October, uh, th- these two teams played a two-game set. Uh, one game here, one down in, or up in North Andover. Two close games that Boston College won. Uh, I think it was 3-1 to one and 2-1. to one. Um, You know, we could see at that time, I think, flashes of what this BC team would become. We knew a young team, but yet, uh, you know, loaded with talent, loaded with an awful lot of skill. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that in a league where... You talk to a lot of people, and they, well, you know, Northeastern wins the bean pot this year, right? A lot of folks say, you know, I, I think their, their top line is as good as maybe the best line in the country, probably is, you know, and their team uh, prob- probably top to bottom the best team, and you know, a lot of people say in Hockey East. Yet Boston College finished in first place. That shows you an off tells you an awful lot about consistency from start to finish. Well, I think consistency is the biggest thing. I, I think you look at those teams, you look at Northeastern, Providence, you know, the top ranked national teams in this league have been inconsistent. Uh, for me, BC, uh, they surprised everybody this season. Uh, the comparisons between this year's team and last year's team was a lot. They were a young team. They were learning. I think last year when BC got a share, they had that huge lead after the first half of the season within Hockey East, and then they, uh, they ended up uh, you know, sharing uh, the Hockey East regular season title, and they really weren't playing good hockey. I mean, they kind of just faltered at the end, and they just were hanging on. This year's team has been building, and I think the, the last four games, uh, three times BC scored five goals, and that was really uncharacteristic. Uh, BC's a team that struggled to score at times this season, and that's been their kind of Achilles heel, but they found a way to put pucks in the net. I think they played teams at the right time. You know, they played Northeastern earlier in the season before Northeastern started to get warmed up, and uh, BC, they, they took their wins where they could get them. Unfortunately, their out-of-conference record is not very good, so it, that, that hinders them nationally, but within the league, uh, the, to, to win Hockey East, and Hockey East is having a down year, I think everybody knows it, but it's still a lot of good teams. I mean, so to win the league says a lot about this team and their resiliency and their ability to win g- different games. I mean, they win tight checking games, they win offensive games, so they're going to have to find a way to win the playoffs so if they want to get into the national picture. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you mentioned the non-league record, and I think, I'm trying to look at it right here, I think, uh, so they must, they're 18-13-3, overall 18-6 and six in the league, so that's got to be, what, 0-7-3 non-league, but I'll tell you what, I mean, we talked about, when we saw you four months ago, the schedule they had, they had played, going to St. Cloud twice, playing Denver, playing Wisconsin. I don't know that they end up finishing first in a regular season if they don't have that schedule to, to prepare them for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that people talked about around here in October. I think they started out 0-5-1 and yeah. in their first six games, and they played Wisconsin and St. Cloud and you know the big boys, Denver and such. But I think that's what Coach York, that's part of his genius, is he front loads the, the, the season, especially for a young team. 
win or lose, you have to learn how to play the game the right way. And I think that they played the game the right way there. They, did, they got came out on the short end of the stick, but they learned how to win games, win tight games. And, and once that got that taste of a winning for a young team, it was very kind of contagious and it went through the lineup. And unfortunately, that's you know the early season they put behind them with a good start in hockey East, but the you know the holiday tournament out in Vegas where they went over two, that really didn't have a good feeling for them, and they, they just weren't able to win out of conference games uh, like the Bean Pot games uh, and such. But you know in in conference they were terrific. It says a lot to win in this conference, and now you know they have a tough test in Merrimack this weekend. Who's the guy or maybe a couple of players that have improved the most that you've seen for this BC team over the year? I mean, we could tell Logan Hutzko was going to be a good player when we saw him back then, but you know he's gone on to lead the team in scoring. Is it him or, or somebody else? Well, Logan Hutzko is a guy that jumps off at you because of his offensive production. He's a guy that he struggled with injury uh, before he got to BC. He didn't play full hockey seasons the last two seasons before Boston College, so him playing a complete season and, and being that player that he was and continuing on his upward trajectory offensively has been a huge help for the Eagles. I think for me, I look at a Pelly Rossinen, a freshman center that came in. He's been huge. I think uh, in the middle of the ice with Matila and then J.D. Dudek, who's a junior, who was a wing at the beginning of the season. They moved him to center. He's been very good on face-offs and very good in the, in the defensive zone. So I think there's a lot of players. You know, uh, David Cotton's another guy. You know, how was he going to react to being the top guy? And I think him on the, the top line with Matila and Husko has forced him to play faster, which he needs to do. Talking with Andy Powers, Boston College Radio. You know, you played uh, a number of years back. Uh, played for BC played against Dickie Milley, UNH, retired now. Now we know that, that their season has officially come to an end. Just wanted to get your thoughts on you know, what you remember about the the long time and now retired former UNH head coach, Dickie Milley. Well, let me tell you something. I, my father was a captain here at BC in 71, and, uh, and I wanted to go to UNH. I love Coach Milley. Uh, coach Bork was up there. He's now behind the bench in Providence. Uh, Brian Whitesides, who was um, the women's coach there for a while at UNH. I love the whole campus. I love the university. I thought Coach Coach Humilly was a terrific coach. Um, they came to my house and they said, hey, we want you to come to UNH. I said, hey, I want to go to UNH. And my father stand up and he goes, he's going to BC. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> but I, I think Dick Humilly is part of the old guard, as is Jerry York. And, you know, those guys just did it so well for so long. It's I think he'll be missed, but he's uh, obviously he's a, he's, a, he's a rink rat like we all are, and you'll see him in the rinks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He talked about his uh, his kids playing, his grandchildren. He's got, I don't know, nine or ten of them or so, and more, more on the way, it sounds, and you know, it sounds like he's going to be all over the place. So uh, I certainly look forward to seeing him in the rink as well. Before we let you go, quick uh, look around the league. We talked about, uh, really, there's a lot of good series in Hockey East this year, the four quarterfinal series. Quick thoughts on the other ones. First of all, the two versus, well, the two versus, uh, I guess, the eight matchup. It's uh, Northeastern against UMass. Yeah, I, I love the way that UMass is playing. We talked about their freshman class. I think they have a lot of talent up there. That 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 program is certainly uh, uh, trending upwards. So it wouldn't surprise me if UMass uh, beats them. But to be honest with you, Northeastern is just so front-loaded with that top line. They're very hard to start. And I think uh, Hayden, uh, Caden Primo is playing really well in that net. So I think the Huskies get out of there. I think you know Providence is another one. Providence and Maine right now, I think they're tied at two. Um, Maine's playing well. So Providence is a team that's up and down. You know, If they play hard and they play fast, they can beat you. But I wouldn't be shocked. I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Maine comes out of that, but I think that Providence is just too heavy and hard for them. Maine's obviously, they had a tough series with UNH, uh, so they come out of there. And then um, who's the last one? Yeah, that's another one. You know, I think that... It, uh 
BU has just been such an enigma this season. They they have a lot of talent, but they've had some you know injuries, and the goaltender wasn't playing well for a long time. And they, if they put it together, they're obviously very scary. But UConn, uh, you know, Mike Cavanaugh does a great job with them. They're playing their best hockey of the season as the season ends, and they both had a week off, so they're in the same boat. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if any of the top seeds uh, uh, falter this weekend and don't advance to the Garden. But I think that's one of the things you know you talk about. You know, hockey is having a down year, but there's such depth in hockey from top to bottom that there's a lot of parity and I think that's that's good for the league and it's good for college hockey across the country. Alright Andy, thanks a lot. Well said. A good note to leave it on. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy the uh, the rest of the game tonight as well as the rest of this weekend. Have a good call with yourself and John Rich. Hey, happy birthday to you. Fuddruck is on me next time I'm in Andover. <laughs> thanks brother. I appreciate that. Alright, that's Andy Powers from BC Radio and John and I will be back with more right after this. The score at the end of one. Merrimack and BC are scoreless game one. Hockey's quarterfinals. We'll be back with more at Conti Forum right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.